welcome to the Top 5 Podcasts with your host, myself, Craig James, and Johnny Abnormal, Johnny Answers, Johnny All Night and All Day, Johnny Another One, please, thank you, sir, it's Johnny Arnold. Hello, Johnny, how are <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> when you said you were going to do it and it's Russian, I thought you were just going to say, this is Johnny, but that's brilliant. Oh, that's come on, much. I couldn't just say, it's Johnny. No way, a man of your stature, a man of your stature. <laughs> <laughs> and seen things and done things that most of us can only dream of. And those are not fun dreams. Well, some of them are fun dreams, I suppose. As I find you talk about in, in Bangkok with that troupe of performers. Of hey, it, it wasn't a troupe, it was a gaggle. Um, <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that time you woke up with somebody else's trousers on. I mean, yeah, let's not go into that. Let's, we don't need to go there. It's not a top five Johnny Arnold stories podcast. No, oh, that, that, that would be a good one, though. Um, <laughs> maybe we should do that uh, in, in the future. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think making my list would probably be the I've had too much curry, pass me a lighter story. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my curry. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is a top five podcast top, okay. no it's a top five pod, it's the top five podcast well yeah it is the, the top is. five podcast yeah the top five podcast that's right it's good that we've got the name sorted um so the idea is that each week johnny and myself will have both thought of our top five in a particular category um we can use any criteria that we like to make our choices as long as those choices fit within the category it's pretty simple so this week, to start things off, we're going with top five superpowered characters from film or television. So not superheroes necessarily, because some superheroes don't have superpowers. And not just the ones that appear in the comics. It's got to be from film or it's got to be from television. Johnny, how did you find putting together a top five for this? Well, because first of all, I thought, right, get in. So uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you've got the DC films, there's been loads of superhero films, and you just think, you know what, there's going to be tons of choice. But then I overthank it, and <laughs> spent like three, literally three sleepless nights trying to whittle down <laughs> the characters. I managed to get a top 20 easy enough, that was easy. Um, then I managed to whittle it down to 10. And then I added five more, and then um, and it was it was literally this afternoon that I, I finalised my top five, and the way that I finalised it was to physically write it down on a piece of paper, um, just so that I wouldn't be tempted to go back and change it. Um, but the, most of the thought was not which characters am I going to include. The, the thought came into the top five itself because it sounds like a really straightforward top five. Mm -hmm. Top five superpowered uh, characters from film or TV, and because at first I just thought, right, well, who are my top five heroes? But then I thought, well, no, 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 because it says characters, so I can pick villains in there as well. And I thought that's a nice mix. I like that. So that's then lots of characters appeared. But then I thought about TV or film, and well, the, the first thing that I came up with was well. Because some of the most amazing comic characters who have got superpowers or from fiction or, 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 or whatever haven't been translated into film very well. So, for example, Doctor Doom 
I think is a fantastic character in the comics. Um, totally yep. Yeah, so he's like, he comes from this like uh, gypsy uh, like lineage that he's, he's come through and he, he melds it with, with his scientific genius and he melds science and magic into one thing, which is absolutely superb. He's, uh, he, he rules his home nation of Latveria as he manages to kind of like get into power through slightly devious ways but he ends up being actually a really good ruler of of the country and they love him for it because he he, he innovates the, the the country with his scientific knowledge and and, and they become a, a prosperous nation um later on he even becomes the president of the united states yes it takes him 150 odd years to get there but he, he actually does it at, at one stage um and the Right, and, and even his motivations for becoming president are um, brilliant because he realizes he can save the world, but in order to save it, he has to conquer it, and then he will be able to save it. And he does. It's brilliant. It, it's uh, it's all there. But then Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four film was fucking awful. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mm. think Doom is a fantastic character. He's, he's complex. There's lots going on there. Yeah. He's not just a straight up villain. And I think I think initially. Uh, you know, when he was introduced in Fantastic Four, he was more of a just a kind of a diabolical. <laughs> yeah, but but as 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 time has progressed, he I mean he's turned into a really a very interesting character, mm. but not in film or television. Not in film or television. So so there's a character that I didn't include in my top five. Yeah, because in, in, in oh, the, the Fantastic Four film with Doctor Doom, it was just awful. This brilliant character, and then they just Hmm. Shut on it from a no, great height. Yeah, no, and hmm. I've got um, I've got some people like that that I considered but didn't put in as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think for me it wasn't it wasn't someone quite as um, as dramatic and as interesting as Doom. It was the Flash. I think the Flash is great. Love the oh, Flash. Okay, yeah, wonderful character, wonderful hmm. characters. I mean, there's been several Flashes, but. Um, it's not been a good flash in the film, in films or on television. Although, and I haven't seen the um, the, the American Flash TV show. Uh, are you talking about? Are you talking about the 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 one from recent years or the one from the uh, the mid nineties that was? On, I seem to recall it being on Sky One in about nineteen ninety five, wow. and it was. It, I mean, as far as superhero TV shows are good, it wasn't that bad for the time, but it hasn't mm. stood the test of time. I'm yeah, I mean, that, that's a low bar, right? And, oh, and yeah, I think yeah, that's right. proper that's a, low, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's, 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 that's too low even to, to limbo under. That's, <laughs> that's the point you're going to trip over that. It's going to be, like, it's a trip hazard bar. That's, that's what yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, but, so... But, uh, so so that, that was my first problem with, with, with the category. So and, and then, I then thought, well, okay, well, I'm going to have to eliminate an awful lot of fantastic characters from the original books and comics that I can't include because they've not been portrayed very well on TV. The other one was Super Powered. Mm. And, and I kind of hinted at this. I accidentally put um, my argument in, in, a, in a text here and then instantly regretted it so I could produce this bad boy right now. So I would argue Superman cannot be included in this top five because he's not super-powered, because he's an alien, and all Kryptonians have the exact same superpowers that Superman does when they're on Earth, because the yellow sun, and that means that 
Superman is just regular Kal-El. He's, he's, he's Joe Schmo compared to everybody else. Whereas yeah, compared yeah. to humans, he's super-powered because he's a friggin' alien. But then again, like the Xenomorph is super-powered compared to um, humans because it's a giant genetic killing machine. Um, but I wouldn't really call that super-powered on account of it's, that's just what an, it, like a Xenomorph is in the alien films and stuff. So can we include aliens in this top five? Well, so I, I think so, because, I mean, I think, yes, uh, you know, he, he is just a regular Kryptonian to some extent. But, I mean, if you think, um, you've got some crunch going on there, Johnny. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> just just um, having a snack. Go on, you, you, you just carry on, go on. <laughs> The thing is, though, Superman's the source of Superman's superpowers isn't just being on Earth. It's it's the star that um, the Earth orbits, right? And mm-hmm. that particular kind of star is not uncommon, as far as I'm aware, in the universe, in the galaxy, well, not in the galaxy, but in the universe. So, and I think Superman has superpowers in lots of places, not just on Earth. Uh, and I think if we're going to say, you know, it, all aliens are excluded then that means there's quite a lot. Of, like, so, for example, that would mean that Groot, just a... Oh, thing. yeah, crap, I forgot about Groot. Yeah. No, um, not in my top five, and I didn't actually contemplate Groot, but that, that's a really good one, because Groot, yeah, superb. So I was still I, talking actually, to... I, actually, I have, I've, just, I've, got a, I've got a friggin'... Um, I've got a friggin' alien in my top five anyway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Right, I've got, I've got two aliens. Oh, bollocks. Right, okay. uh, right. You know, all of that stuff that I've just spent like ages explaining, just forget it. We'll we'll put a we'll put a line under that. And oh god, how oh, stupid! Oh man. <laughs> so it's super. You, um, you still? The, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, something yeah. just made a noise. I'm not sure if it's my uh, headphones or something else. Oh uh, yeah, it happens. It happens all the time with this recording. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Cool beans, cool beans. I'm, I'm, I'm so new to this, but um, I've just thought because um, y- you know that I'm, I, I'm, I'm a Marvel man, um, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. DC. I just kind of dabble in every, every now and then, but I've just thought of because I've also got a bit of uh, honourable mentions. And uh, talking about talking about sorry. Superman well, and aliens yeah. in DC comics, he's just reminded me of another one. But uh, we'll 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 come on to that later on. But um, right, I think we've got some clarification now. We're gonna have to include it. Have to rewrite. <laughs> I've written so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm also looking through. But then again, so, some of some of actually. Um, the two aliens that I've gotten will will come onto this are actually above, like they're greater powered than their than their alien race seems to be. Um, but there right. we go. Anyway, okay. right, I'm, I'm I'm waffling now, but uh, I'll explain all. Well, why don't you stop teasing us? Why don't you oh, okay. um, why don't you tell us what your your top five is? If you want to run through, you know, so if you said you've got your honourable mentions and your top five. Why don't you tell us? Tell us what they are and what your thought process was. Right, well, I'll, so I'll just go straight to the, the, the top five. Shall we just cut, cut the mustard? Cut the mustard? Uh, I think that's the wrong phrase. Cut to the chase. Cut, cut, cut to the, to chase, the chase with with or without mustard. Cut but, yeah. cut, we'll, 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 how much for the ape? Um, 
<laughs> right. Okay. So my top five that I went for, and I'll and I'll break this down and go into a bit more detail. In in and, and as we always do, this in these aren't in any kind of particular order. Captain America. Of I've Great choice. I've gone for Loki, my first alien. Although he he he's a god rather than just an Asgardian. So, uh, but anyway, so I've gone for Loki. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to interrupt for a second, I, I was unsure about your Superman argument. So I was talking to Rafferty about it. Rafferty's my, uh, my nine-year-old son. He and I do another podcast called Middle Child Syndrome. Well worth a listen. Is, is, is Rafferty, so, a nine-year-old, now going to um, out-logic a 38-year-old who's given this, like, a week of thought? Well, no. So he, <laughs> he initially agreed with your position that Superman mm. wasn't superpowered compared to other Kryptonians. He thought that was solid. But I was unconvinced. So we talked it through, and I mentioned people like Loki and Groot and stuff like that. And how, well, we, initially we agreed that Loki didn't really fall into the same category because he has different powers mm. from other Guardians. We, we sort of thought he might have slipped out on a technicality there because powers aren't the same as Thor's or Hellas or even Odin's or anyone like that. No, no. He has his own set of, of superpowers, essentially. But Groot was where we really got stuck because Groot's just, you know, one of a race of, you know, talking trees from yeah, sentient sen- trees. Yeah. yeah, his first like the first appearance of a Groot creature was he was a, a bad guy and uh, a horrible alien, and so we were like, well, that was a bad guy, so he's Groot different. He's a good guy, but listen, no, his powers are still the same. Mm. So we sort of thought that because of that, we'd want to include potentially Groot, and he obviously is super-powered. Um, and, and we thought that undermined the Superman, which that's how we got, that's where we got to Superman is super-powered. Yeah. Um, and and saying, saying that out loud helped as well. Is Superman super-powered? I mean, yes, he's Superman. Yeah, but, 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 but he, he, even compared to other Kryptonians, I mean, some of the stuff that Superman's done in the comics is, is, is astoundingly impressive, like mm. punching a hole through suns and destroying entire planets and shit and and, and things like that. He's he's done some like ridiculously impressive stuff that Zod or any of the others who pop up every now and then. I mean he's he's far stronger than um Supergirl, for example, isn't he? Um Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. so he, he clearly does stand out. Um and one of my honourable and, and let's not forget he um he turned back time it, in, in the Superman film. He did, yeah. Uh, I mean uh, it, it looked totally legit. The <laughs> and just by yeah. spinning a planet round, which would actually destroy the planet, um, mm. it actually it actually worked. So kudos, kudos to Christopher Reeve Superman for that. Uh, um, but that that was great, yeah. wasn't it? When you're a kid, but then it, uh, uh, oh yeah, amazing. Yeah. But then you think, oh, actually, that's that's really quite incredibly stupid. Yes, and, and, now and dangerous as well. The most powerful being on the planet is actually maybe a little bit on the thick side. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> look, look, look at Thor. Um, Thor's a fantastic uh, character, but thick as fudge, isn't he? <laughs> he certainly is. Yeah. yeah, he certainly is. Right. Okay, so we've got, we've got Captain America. America and, and he's he's got his flaws, I'll give you that, but we'll come back to him. Then we've got uh, Loki. I've gone for mm-hmm. Darth Vader. Oh, excellent choice. Because, uh, again, you might say, oh, well, he's, he's an alien. 
but he's but he not. He describes himself in episode one as being a human. But anyway, the, that entire argument now we've, we've realised is completely defunct. So I'm going to drop it. Uh, the next one, another alien, Optimus Prime. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then the last one, I've, I've gone to a different level of, of thinking on this one, Aslan. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, the, the wife came up with that one and because um, she wanted to know what the hell it was that I was poring over day and night. <laughs> and when I explained it, she just went, well, you, like Aslan? I was like, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the, the best ideas I've ever heard. And I'm absolutely gutted that she came up with that in, in, in a fraction of a second. Uh, and I'd been, uh, yeah, going on a list of 30-odd, um, and I hadn't even thought of Aslan. So I'm going to break each of these down and go into a bit more detail as to, as to why I picked them. And feel free to challenge this. But we'll, we'll, we'll start with Captain America um, because, well, I can do this all day. Um, but because <laughs> <laughs> um, he starts off as puny Steve Rogers cartoon uh, sketcher and things like that. Um, yet he ends up standing toe-to-toe with an infinity gauntlet-powered Thanos um, and actually causes Thanos to, like, ugh. This isn't just some ordinary mm. guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Admittedly, um, the first time he meets Thanos, Thanos just then just kind of tosses him away like a piece of rubbish. But um, Cap ended up wielding Molnir um, in the film, which was the best part of the entire film, in my opinion. Where he, where he picks it up, so good. it was so, so good. good. That was a uh, Johnny standing up in the cinema and cheering moment, much to the wife's dismay <laughs> because I haven't I hadn't done that for a while. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I know there's the, there has been a big debate about is he super-powered, but the guy can run at 60 miles an hour for, like, a long period of time, um, and he can lift, he can lift yeah. over a metric ton. That's, that's superhuman. It, it is. He's super-powered. Yeah. an important distinction to make, isn't it? In the comics, Captain America is, is at the peak of human mm. form. You know, he's a man who's been honed to MCU Captain America as a different thing altogether. Yes, yeah. Nice helicopter from taking off just with his rippling bicep. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, oh. I mean, I mean that's America's ass. That was quite a yeah, moment. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, yeah. But yes, yes, he's uh, he's a flawed character in many ways. He's a Boy Scout. He's the God bless America and and, and all that kind of a thing. But he's also a mm. conflicted character as well. He, he ends up turning his back on. On, on like the the American kind of like influenced UN um, to to in, in civil war and and the character's a lot more complex than you think that the fact that he, he lost seventy years and then he's having to catch up that little book he keeps where he writes like Marvin Gaye you should listen to and he has to watch Star Wars and things like that mm. like you mm. you forget that he's like he's, he's he's experienced heartbreak and loss even when he jokes when um, uh, Black Widow says, "Like, are you doing anything on Saturday night?" He says, "Well, all the guys from my barbershop quartet are dead," and, oh, and, it's, a, and, and yeah. it's a really funny line. But then you just think, actually, all of his friends are dead. Every everyone he's ever known is dead. Um, and mm. and I, I think he's because in in the comics he's just like, yeah, he, he's a poster boy and and all that kind of a thing. And and 
I, I, I've never been a big fan of American kind of like based heroes like that where tooth uh, justice in the American way. But he's just so good. He's incredibly well written. Mm. And in terms of a character, I just think he's, he's phenomenal. He's the best thing in the MCU. Um, ooh, on a par with um, Tony Stark. But Tony Stark isn't super powered, so I couldn't include him in this. No, I agree. I, so I agree with everything you've just said. Oh, really? That's, we very uh, rarely agree on these, although that's just one of five, isn't we it? We do. Well, that's true. That's true. And I, I very nearly had Captain America oh. in my top five. It was an argument between him and another person, which we'll get on right. to later. But, so I, I, I think he is just incredibly well realised in the yeah. MCU. I mean... Like he, there, he's not just you know, he's not just the red, white, and blue. He's not the stars and stripes. Yes, he. I mean, he rails against being that symbol in the first Captain America film. He wants to, he wants to do good. That's why he signed up. That's why the skinny kids yeah. jumped on the fake grenade, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he's a tremendous uh, character who just wants to do what he thinks is is right. Like you say, he turns his back against the state and against the man and all that. He believes that. You know, he believes in his friends, essentially, and he risks mm. everything for that. Um, you know, he's got one of the best lines in any of the MCU films. They hit you, hit them back. They hurt you, hurt them back. You get killed. Walk it off. off. It's brilliant. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It is fantastic. Just, it's, I mean, it's, it's tremendous. And like you say, his little book to catch mm. up, he, the way he sort of wears that loss and pain uh, kind of on his sleeve. Yeah. You know, he's, but he doesn't... You know, but he doesn't complain about it ever, really. You know, and I think that's tremendous as well. His relationship with people like Bucky and Sam is yeah. great. And I think probably my favourite relationship he has in the MCU, I mean, the relationship with Tony Stark is great because there's obviously, you know, Tony's dad obviously idolised Captain America and Tony sort of has a strange relationship with him. Yeah, there was like rebelling against his dad. Therefore, he didn't like mm. what his dad liked, which was Captain America. So there was, I think there was an element of that. And again, it was well written into into the story and, and the way that that relationship mm. kind of like goes. And and where Cap has to choose basically between Tony and Bucky, and and he, and he can't yeah. pick Tony. Um, and and oh, it's just brilliant. It's so it's so cleverly. It is brilliant. Uh, but that, not even that, that's not the best relationship Captain America has in the MCU. No, the best relationship he has in the MCU is with Natasha oh, Wilson. They're clearly yeah. fucking... Clearly. <laughs> Turn up at Sam Wilson's house on the run. Can we, can we crash here? Yeah, and then, like, next scene, just having a shower in the bed, you know, in the, in the on-screen, getting changed. What have you been doing, lads? Just uh, testing, out the, nice uh, testing out the old twig and berries with um, Romanoff. Yeah. Sam's been for a walk, got some orange juice. Thanks, Sam. Good to get some privacy. What have you been doing? Just been showering, huh? Just been having a little wash. Yeah. yeah. Washing yeah. this stank off. Because she'd have like some amazing kind of sexual um, powers. Like, I mean, just, I mean, just, you just have to look at her really just to think that, yeah, she, she knows a thing or two that would um, make you change your religious beliefs. I, well, I, I would probably think Cap's no slouch either. I mean, when he was touring around America, selling war bonds, I think he was going to bed on his own every night. No, he, 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 I think yeah, Captain I mean, America. he pulled Natalie Dormer without even blinking, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think Cap was fucking his way across it's, it's America. the American dream. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't, it is now. 
um, yeah. You, hey, hey, baby, do you, want, do you want to see me pull down a helicopter? <laughs> what colour are you, Nickers? The Nazis, I punched Hitler. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. Um, yeah, but there you go. So um, with all of that, um, it just seemed quite an obvious choice that Captain America, mm. a character who, when I started reading comics when I was a kid, I hated. I just thought he was wank. Um, yeah, just like, like, how is this guy able to lead the Avengers? And then I think the film just the, the, took the character. Yeah, they developed it. They the, the took it away from the, the comics. But I think they made it better, which is, which is yeah, very, very rare for film or TV to be able to do that, where they, they take the original source material and then make it better. It, it happens very rarely, I think. Um, and, and I suppose that, that takes me on to, to, to Loki as well, like when, um, as my second choice. Uh, I mean, it's such a great, fun character. Um, yeah, he's the baddie, but you, you love him all the same. And, and even when he doesn't do anything good, he's just being a baddie, he's still brilliant. And, and I wanted him to win. I really did. Um, I think he's yeah he's he's the god of mischief, so he's completely unpredictable. Um, even when he is predictable, he surprises you as well. Um, he, he does come good in the end. His death was was very tragic start to um, uh, the the Infinity War. Um, I thought um, the the brotherly relationship that he's got kind of comes full circle of. Um, being second fiddle to Thor, then hating Thor, and then respecting him, and then coming to love him, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, the bit that I, I really liked, again, this is about his character, really, is um, the way that him and Thor massively mourned the loss of their mother in the second Thor film in Dark World. I thought that that was yeah. that was just a really fantastic bit of acting, a fantastic bit of script writing. Um, Probably one of the best bits of the the film, um, of of that terrible film, um, but uh, although mm. better than the first one, there was no kind of like thigh slapping panto, um, uh, Shakespearean like nonsense in the second one. Um, although the other funny bit is when Thor and Malekith are jumping between all the different um, like dimensions, and then they end up on top of the gherkin with their faces squeaking down the glass just for a split second. I thought that was funny. But uh, Loki, Loki just, he's just brilliant. And um, I was gutted when, when they killed him off and then absolutely over the moon at the end of um, Endgame where, or like, oh, that's about halfway through Endgame where it's revealed that he, he's, he's still alive and then obviously he's got his TV series. I'm really looking forward to it. He's just a great character. Tom Hiddleston is mm. just brilliant um in, in everything. I, I just I just love the character from, from start to finish. Um and yeah, more, more, more. Is every time I see Loki I just want there to be more of him. Um and he's just so damn funny as well. Um yeah. Uh, well, so I, I think I think you've really hit the, the nail on the head there when you mentioned yeah. because I mean the, the way the character's written, he's obviously written quite a funny way, but Hiddleston's delivery of almost every single line is it's it's flawless. There's 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 no, um, like there's no flaws. His his delivery is just eloquent. He gets the word mewling quim in there, which is just fantastic. Uh, only <laughs> he could pull that off. Maybe Brian Cox. Uh, but there you go. Um, yeah, very, 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 very. Like you pull most things off. I think Brian Cox. But yeah, I, I just think he's just 
it's just so much fun, but at the same time, a lot more complex than you you might first think. Um, like it's like struggling to find mm. his way with with being adopted and then being the child of the enemy of the Asgardians and uh, and trying to figure out what his what his role is um, in Asgard and his birthright and um, the, the where where he he, he says uh, just before he, he gets killed where he's describing him like I Loki like lawful ruler of, of of whatever and then he looks at Thor and says Odinson I think it's just where where he shows that he's uh, got that wonderful connection with Thor and they've, they've come full circle and then they are actually brothers uh, true brothers and I think oh, it's, it's just it's just great it's it's really really good it's well written he's a brilliant character I can't wait to see this new series that that's coming out um it's just great, great fun, and thoroughly entertaining, and a, a wonderful character. So that's that's why I put him in. It was, it was more more for um, the, the character there. It's purely actually for for Loki. It's like 100 percent character is the reason that I, I, I put him in that one. Um, I'll just drop my pen. Uh, right, next one. Oh, sorry. Go uh, no, I think I think I think Loki. I think Loki's a, a great call. Mm. I think he's fantastic. Uh, excellent choice. And I think also uh, sort of responsible for one of my favorite moments in the MCU. So at the start of, um, start of Thor Ragnarok, where Thor returns to Asgard, <laughs> not only the, the, play. The, the, the wonderful shiny statue, the play, yes, and the shiny statue of, of Loki with his big shiny uh, helmet. But when, when Loki as Odin spots Thor coming. returning, and the little... <laughs> the best bit of the film is so funny. It's so good. Oh, shit. That's so shit. That's about, it's, it's, all of a sudden, he looks nervous and his hands kind of like his fingers are twitching and oh, shit. It's so funny. And, and, and the, the little cast he's got oh. of actors to play, um, to play the, like, the, the story of, uh, of, of his life, I thought it was just so brilliant. It was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Super. I, I mean, in, even in um, the first Avengers, where he gets twatted by the Hulk. Um, it's just, yeah. just so good. Every single scene he's in is made better because he's in it. Um, and, and the fact that you call back to that, that scene with the in whole... In Ragnarok, yeah, Ragnarok, that's how it feels, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it how feels. feels. <laughs> and it, it's, just, it's just brilliant. Um, uh, you even get help, I think. <laughs> so humiliating. I hate it. It's so fun. It's a great yeah, choice. Yeah, I was great really choice. choice that one, actually. So, number three on, uh, like, uh, in no particular order, Darth Vader. Um, and I, I was umming and ahhing about whether to put him in on account of um, one word that came to mind, and that was prequels. Because um, as Anakin mm. Skywalker, he was so badly cast with that whining lump of an actor who's gone on to do officially nothing uh, um, but um, poorly written in the prequels I think and they really missed out on well in, in the films anyway but then Anakin I think mm. was a lot more interested in the Clone Wars um, when when you've seen more of him as, as as being a Jedi and there's still that kind of like underpin uh, like the the, the you know where he's going to end up and there's little things that kind of jump out and, and he makes 
like non-Jedi decisions and things like that. And I think it's really, really fascinating character. I mean, I remember being as a kid, utterly terrified of um, the opening part of A New Hope where the, the stormtroopers come flooding in and there's like the, the, the firefight and then Darth Vader walks and all of the stormtroopers who are kind of like picking up the dead and wounded just leave them to stand to attention as this hooded figure walks down the corridor, terrifying. Um, but then had this, like one of the best um, character arcs that I think uh, has ever been. He's, he's gone from being this dreaded, fear-mongering like, character to, to, to the end of Jedi where um, the good that's in him like wins uh, and I think that's just absolutely a f- uh, fantastic thing to see um, it is um, unintentionally because when I, when I was when we just had the original trilogy like it was Luke Skywalker was the hero he, he was the main part of the story but he wasn't it was turns out it was Darth Vader because it, it's all about him going all the way through even in the um, the sequel trilogy the Disney trilogy there's the shadow of Darth Vader because it's Darth Vader who influences um, Ben Solo to become Kylo Ren. And then also that kind of that, that family uh, line of then Kylo Ren then going to the, to the light side, sadly, just before he dies because it would have been... Uh, killing him off was a terrible mistake. But anyway, um, Vader, he's, he's got one of the best redemption stories I've, I've ever seen in, in film or TV. Um just but they're badass and terrifying. Like in Rogue One, um, that feeling of horror was was there again as an adult when the the corridor yeah. lights up from his lightsaber and he just mows into those um those rebel troops and just decimates them. And I mean that again that was another standy up cheery point where I'm tuned for the bad guy for hacking uh, up the, the poor innocent goose. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that because while you were talking, I was just thinking he just needs to mention yeah. Rogue One. I mean, that's it. That's the argument. That scene that's from Rogue One where Darth Vader just... appears in darkness, oh. the lightsaber comes on, and then it's yeah, and it's, it's just so good, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Um, a, a really well thought of and well thought about character. Um, I mean, yes, the the, the Clone Wars are, are all right. Yes, they're aimed at kids, but still have that fantastic idea of like seeing Anakin develop. Um, but then when, when he gets to, to Vader, and uh, I think a lot more is explored in, in the books and the comics and things like that, where just to show like how tormented a soul he actually is, it doesn't come across in the films, sadly, um, as, as much yeah. as it ought to. Not until you kind of like see aspects of it. The, the more you think about it, um, like, well, well, what Vader has gone to, how he he basically uh, allowed Palpatine to to destroy the Jedi Order because he wanted to save a life. He, he had a good intention um, for his evil deed, and and he'd always had this plan of defeating the the Emperor, which he tries to get Luke to uh, join him in the em- uh, in Empire. So yes, he's he's got a plan that he he already knows that he's going to kill Palpatine, but um, I think his his um, his motive changes from revenge of Palpatine manipulated him and him being stupid enough to be manipulated in the first place to then actually no, I'm going to save my son and I'm going to save the galaxy by by destroying him. Um, it's fantastic, 
he's just a brilliant character from uh, mm. It's Too Late for Me, Son. You know, oh, it's it's just class. It's brilliant. There you go. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Good choice, awesome. Johnny. Good choice. Right, number four on the list, Optimus Prime. Well, he was my absolute hero when I was a kid. Um, I still buy Optimus Prime toys now. Um, I bought a fantastic Nemesis Prime. I'll have to send you a picture. It's class, absolutely brilliant. Um, he's the hero of a generation of kids growing up. He's he is super powered because before he was Optimus Prime, he was Orion Pack. So the Matrix has super powered him, and he's, the, the Matrix has been used in all kinds of different uh, cartoons and films and stuff to to like wreak havoc on on, on the enemy and things like that. He's he's, sacri- he's like um, sacrificed himself on so many occasions now. I'm amazed that he's how many? It's like must be what 15, 16 times he's sacrificed himself. Probably, he's a yeah. reluctant freedom fighter. He's, he was a librarian. He was a record keeper. He wasn't anything special, uh, but then kind of had greatness thrust upon him and, and then kind of rose to the occasion. He's, he's full of self-doubt, especially in um, like the, the later cartoons and things like that we see where he's got self-doubt about himself. Like, is he, is he, like, is he, is he doing good? Is, is he causing the water to continue and, should he give up and was he ever designed for this and why was he chosen all this kind of a thing and and i think that that's added new depth to the character of um i'm a big red truck and um i always win the day um like in, in the original series when i was a kid and i think that as writers have got older and uh, and 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 he's, he is this part of a like culture now isn't he um whether you, whether you like him or not. Because, yeah, yeah, originally he's just like a generic, heroic um, leader. But then, well, no, because he's, he's, he's influenced me a lot, I think, and, and I'm still obsessed with, with Transformers to this day. And he's my absolute favourite out of all of them and, and of all of the, the cartoons that I devoted myself to. My childhood, wasted childhood, uh, watching these cartoons. <laughs> and Optimus Prime's the, the just the best, so... How can I not put him in in the top five? Um, plus, uh, the films, yeah. But that mm. first one, because we went to see yeah. it at the time at the cinema. There was, there was another Johnny standing up in the cinema moment. Um, and um, <laughs> the, uh, in fact, that, that happened for like the second one as well. So I'll take you all on. And then he takes on like, like Megatron, Starscream and somebody else and uh, oh, just absolutely brilliant! One shall stand, one shall fall. Uh, it's just such a great character. Just the most heroic of uh, heroic. He's he's just great. Um, yep. So that's that's why he's in. So uh, I I too love Optimus Prime. I think he's a great character. I think he's a tremendously heroic character. What are his superpowers? Well, he's he's no 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 no. The, the the top five says super powered. He's he's powered by mm-hmm. a super powered object, the Matrix of Leadership. He doesn't. Well, he's got that laser axe that comes out of his hand. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty super, you know. But but lots of Transformers transform. They're not powered no, by no, the no, Matrix no, no, of Leadership. He, oh, oh, sorry, I'm having a drink. Um, he is because. He wasn't Optimus Prime until the Matrix was played in him and it completely reformatted him 
making him a stronger robot, but at the same time, the Matrix is part of him. It, con- it contains the collective knowledge, power, and um, and like divine essence of of Primus in there, and the Matrix within Optimus Prime has resurrected him. It's brought him uh, back from the dead. That's quite super. Um, and um, super, super yeah. rich, I suppose. <laughs> but he's, he, he doesn't have superpowers, but he is powered by something that is super. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Um, anyway, my my honourable uh, mentions has also got uh, is fairly long. So if we can't have Optimus uh, Prime, and I've got plenty of others to go, and then um, so what was your, what's your final, final choice, choice in the was top Aslan, five? Um, the king of beasts and the son of the emperor over the sea. Um, in terms of if you if you want to know superpowers, well he's um, is a talking, talking lion, which is pretty. Now that's super, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, super. He can. It's pretty super. I thought, hang on, I thought Johnny Arnold was the king of beasts. Because I am a beast doesn't necessarily make me the king. I, I'm more of a, I, I see myself as king of the oh. jungle, if anything, the urban jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Rural yeah. Northumberland. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. It's the urban jungle of rural Northumberland. There's, there's, there's chickens outside that I've captured. Well, I bought from a farm and I've caged, you know, because I'm dominant. And uh, I feed dogs every day because I'm benevolent. There you go. But um, Aslan, right, he's, he's a deity. He's, he's divine in nature. He's in the incarnation of the son of the emperor of the sea. Um, he created all life and the land of Aslan. Uh, sorry, the land of Narnia, sorry. Uh, it was all created from him. Um, yes, he's a, a Christ allegory, I suppose. Um, and he, he can defy the laws of physics. He can, he can fly. He's a flying lion, you know. That's, that's very, that's very super. Mm. Um, he's he's omnibenevolent, <laughs> he's omniscient, and he's omnipotent. That is pretty super. Hang on, hang on. omnibenevolent, all loving. Yes, he he loves uh, all of all of creation. Uh, uh, omniscient, he's a, like he's aware of the thoughts of uh, others. He doesn't. He, he's he's got. Uh, um, all, all knowing, well, I mean, uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then, all powerful. He's able to, uh, well, come back to resurrect after being killed. He's uh, able to bring life back to the dead. Um, when, um, when the original like Narnia TV show was, was on in the nineties, yes, I used to love that. Yeah. When so there was the there was the bit where Aslan had allowed himself. He was about to be sacrificed by the White Queen. He's on that mm-hmm. big old table and he was like tied up. He was so distraught by the idea that they yeah. were going to kill Aslan. I changed the channel. <laughs> I was like, I so we couldn't change the channel back. And my my like my mum and my, I don't know if my brother was watching it, but my I think my parents were watching it with me. And they were like, what are you doing? They were quite quite cross about the fact that changed it back and it was all, it was all over and done with. And, you know, I missed out on seeing that, but I was so horrified by the idea that they were going to kill him. I just, no, nope. yeah, and that changed the channel. It's, it's, it was hard, heartbreaking well, as a kid. Um, I, I, I did, I did watch that. So I, um, I uh, downloaded it 
I wouldn't say legally, uh, but I, I did download it and, and I did did watch it again. I think when I was in my like early thirties, and uh, yes, the animatronics haven't aged very well, and and the graphics I could I could do things better on on my phone, but um, it, it was great. They had that childhood um, like joy about it when when they when they brought out the Disney films. I loved those. I thought they were really good. Um, and uh, yeah, just yeah, it's the same story that there was there was very very little in terms of development of of Aslan, but he was this um, absolutely wonderful, fantastic figure that you both love and are scared of, and um, yeah, um, is as 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 a as a character as a being, uh, yes, an, an allegory of Christ is like basically what if um jesus had been incarnated in a different universe i think that was part of the, the reasons for for writing this w- what would he be would he be a man would he be another animal and so on, like lion and so on but uh, yeah um as a kid just been utterly mesmerized by this by this giant lion that could talk and and uh, was able to to do all of these things and yeah so i thought in terms of uh characters um, you can't go better than uh, than Aslan, so I put him in. There we go. And for the Jesus line, yeah. okay. So I think I think the only knock I would have on Aslan, Aslan the Jesus line, is that um, fucking boring. All your other all your other picks, quite interesting. You know, there's, there's stuff going on. Aslan, yeah, no, I I get that, no. but. Um... Don't don't get me wrong. I'd love to give him a cuddle. I bet that's wonderful, magical. But you know, I'll give him a cuddle, and then I'm probably going to make my make my excuses and leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll I'd give you that. Mostly that was that was, that was pure childhood wonder, more so than Optimus Prime, um, and just that that because I, I reread the Chronicles of Narnia um, a few years back, and um, I mean they're not. They're not a, a, a brilliant, well-written story. That clearly they're directed at children, um, but the the book series. And I was I was it was a bit of a shame that they didn't do the final book, which is the last battle, because that really is quite different from all of the others. Because it's it's basically the end of the world, um, and it's it's really re- really harsh and uh, and quite tragic in in places when when some of the characters don't get to go to heaven for various different reasons and uh and, and aslan it kind of explains it all it's it's a it's a very strange kind of ending but uh um yeah sadly i don't think that um aslan is kind of like translated very well into uh into film and tv so yeah i, I could give you that uh it, it is it is more of a boring thing but that childhood wonder was was the thing that kind of like drove me to put that in. So there you go. Did you just say Aslan hasn't translated well to film and TV about a character in a top five of characters from yeah, film and TV? Yeah, I did. You know, um, <laughs> I should have I should have thought cool. about that one cool, a bit cool. more before I put it in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, I'd, I'd, like I Excellent. said, I've got a, a big list here of honourable mentions that could uh, that can go in. Um, actually, look at the honourable mentions. Some of these are better. Oh, yeah. I might have to take out Aslan. Yeah, fuck Aslan. Right. Well, w- w- you you think about whether or not you're right. going to take out Aslan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested through. to hear yours. I've, I've yeah. talked long enough. Yeah. 
So, uh, again, I've got a few people that I, I nearly put in. I nearly put Captain America in. I really thought about this because for all the same reasons that you gave earlier, really. I, I mean, I don't have anything to add. I think you summed it up really well. Um, I've really enjoyed, apart from Wonder Woman 84. I'm not going to watch it. Net. It just looks so bad. The reviews have just been scathing. It's uh. crap. I mean, we're wrong. Pedro Pascal. Well, he would be, is wouldn't great, he? Pedro Pascal. Of course, but the film itself is just—it's just a mess. Mm. It's all over the place. It's all over the place, which is a real shame because the first Wonder Woman film I really enjoyed. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant mm. superhero film, uh, and I enjoyed her other appearances in the other sort of DC films that she's been in. I think they've—they've they've done a good job. Uh, with that version of the character, and I've really enjoyed her, her you know, the depiction of her uh, in, in those films. I think she's mm. really good. She's sort of a nice balance between the sort of being subtle when you need to be and being diplomatic when you need to be, and then just <laughs> kicking the fucking face <laughs> off somebody. And I think that's, that's really, it's it's really well done. She's always got a fuck off sword that she's ready to go to when she needs to, but it's not her first choice. I like that. Mm. I like the way that's done. I didn't include her here because I thought there was some more interesting oh, okay. characters. I would have loved to included, I would have loved to have included a Black Widow because I think she's a great character in the MCU. But I just don't she's think not she's no. superpowered. Um, she, she's she's very well just trained. Very well, yeah. Well trained. Yeah, yeah, not superpowered. Not superpowered. I thought about putting specifically the Dean Cain Superman in because I show when I was a kid. We watched it every Saturday night. I thought it was great fun. I bloody loved it. But ultimately, it was a bit mad. <laughs> and I'm just not sure it's worthy of being a top five. But I do still, I still very much think fondly of that yeah. Dean Kane suit. I, 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 I it watched it was so much fun. As well. yeah. <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? It was, it yeah. was fantastic. So the top, the top five itself. So my first pick. I, I almost had Spider-Man. He's he, he was in my original list. Gone. Yeah, yeah, good choice. So whether it's, I mean, Peter Parker, a tremendously interesting character. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot to to deal with, unpack. Or if we're going to talk Mars Morales, yes. another fantastically interesting character. Um, I mean, both excellent. I, I mean, I, we've talked about it before, but Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's just superb, isn't it? Yeah, that's, a, that's that's that that's what. If if they'd have done something like that sooner, then the ah, uh, because I, I I absolutely detest the um, the Sam Raimi Spider Man films. I uh, I thought that Tobey Maguire was just dreadful as Peter Parker. Uh, Garfield wasn't; he was better, but sadly not too much better. But um, but yeah, but Spider Verse was just I thought absolutely incredible. And I hope that they make more films like that in the future. I thought it was just, just super. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, I, I think Tom Holland oh, is very interesting. I like him. In brilliant. That um, was the Spider-Man that mm. I've always wanted. He's a kid. Um, he's, yeah. he's out of his depth a lot of the time. But he's just so good. He's brilliant. And I, but I think the, the main reason I, I included Spider-Man is that of all the superpowered characters, and, and not all the time, obviously, there's lots of parts of it which, which aren't like this, but 
Big Spider-Man seems like it's yeah. a lot of fun sometimes. <laughs> it seems like of all the characters, it's probably easiest to have fun as Spider-Man. Which is why he's in my top five, because he's a brilliant character. Lots of depth, lots of tragedy, very interesting stories to be told. You know, the, the, you know him trying yeah. to juggle his life and, and all the stuff he goes through. Tremendous. But just, it seems like fucking fun. I'd love to have... The yeah, they're really good, especially with the with the um, the Tony Stark suit. Uh, oh, plus uh, Spider Man mm. uh, at the end of um, Infinity War, I, I sat in the cinema crying my eyes out, and I've watched that film about a dozen times since I saw it at the cinema, and every time I get I well up and I start to cry. I'm, it's just a heartbreak. Yeah, it, got, it got me too. It got me too. It, it was. Oh. It was. And and, and that's what that's mm. what it is. He, he's a kid. And um, he's he's he wants to do good. He wants to be a hero. He, he wants to be like the people who are around him. But he's a kid. Um, superb choice. Yep. Um, I'm kind of uh, um, looking at my list now and subtly crossing out, subtly crossing out Aslan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I think the thing you mentioned there about him being a kid, I think. The end of Infinity War, yeah. great example. And in the first, is it the yeah? It's the first Spider-Man film where um, the building gets knocked down on top of yes. him and he starts to panic. And I, I, I had the really unusual sensation. So as a father, I had the sort of sensation of like when I see my kids and they're all upset and and they, they you know and I need to go and help them and I want to go and help them. I had that same sort of feeling for mm. a superhero on the screen in front of me because he's the same age as the kids that I teach and you just think oh god like they can barely dress themselves sometimes um, and then he's he's literally <laughs> lifting up a building <laughs> uh, and then panicking and, and I just thought because if I was in that situation and it's the first time that you see I think anyone in the MCU like really panicking um, and, and uh, yeah, mm. really, really uh, brilliantly well. done. And great acting from Tom Holland. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. So, my second choice is the flip side of one of your character, one of your choices. Ah. MCU. So, I think, you know, he starts off, he's a bit Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> Does Mother as, know you wear um, her drapes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I think as as the films progress, I think of all the characters in the MCU, he probably goes for the biggest mm. change, um, and not necessarily for the better as well. And I think, and I think, just the, the level of tragedy and suffering that the character goes through, and it's it's illustrated incredibly well in Infinity War, where him and Rocket and Groot are off to. Mm. To, to forge a new hammer and you know he's lost his home he's lost his father his, his best, best friend mother, he's lost his brother his best friend most mm. of his people he's not much left and that is just and he's he's played for laughs most of yeah the time. he, he so, is uh, especially in uh, in really infinity hard. war which i watched this morning um when when he's going through his lebowski phase um I think that they they wasted a, a brilliant character by making him like stupid. See, well, I don't know. So I thought the um, I thought Fat Thor was 
fantastic. It was a bit, a bit of a surprise to begin with, but then you think to show to show a superhero with that level of emotional trauma that he just can't look after himself mm. anymore. I mean, he's clearly depressed. He's suffering from crippling yes. depression. And for him to, to, you know, to strap the armor on and go out to fight again is just astonishing. Really, he's he's so damaged and just broken. <laughs> Really, the, the bit yeah, where uh, kind of like sums all that up is where the the they've got the the Infinity Stones and they've got the Gauntlet, and and he's pleading, "Let me do it," because he wants to redeem himself. That that is a superb mm. part of his character in um, in Endgame. I think that's a that, that's a good call. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said about Loki. He's a tremendously enjoyable character to watch, but I think the character arc of Thor. And the way his character changes and the things that he goes through and sees and realizes. I mean, he starts off, he's, you know, he's yeah. not sure and he's, he's headstrong and all the rest of it. And he learns to be humble and thoughtful and to consider the bigger picture and to do all of these things. And then just as he learns, you know, about all of this stuff and how he's supposed to do it, he starts to lose the people that are close to him. And he starts, he just suffers loss after loss after loss after loss. And he just still just about manages to keep mm. on going despite all of that, and I think that's... No, no, I, I think that's, that's a really good shout, because I, I did have Thor on my original list, but then I thought Captain America trumped him, and the reason that I, I trumped him with, with, with Cap is that from the very beginning, Thor was raised with Odin as his, like, his father, his mentor, his guide, and his example of what is worthiness Whereas Steve mm. was a kid who lived, we don't know what happened to his dad, but we know that he lived with his mum and he was riddled with weakness, uh, like physical weakness, but strong character and and wanted to do, like he, he kind of like earned his worthiness. Whereas for me, I thought Thor was, um, was kind of like raised to be worthy. Um, and that's why I didn't put him in, but... All of your arguments there are absolutely spot on. There's, there's no doubt that anything that you've just said there isn't true. Personally, I, I wouldn't have gone for Fat Thor. I would have had him as being more of a recluse, whereas um, just just training rather than slobbing about. But actually, the way that you describe it there of of depression is is very very accurate. When was the last time you saw in any? Um, in any film or anything like that with, with superheroes in it where they deal with depression, they don't. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. an absolutely superb call. Exactly. Mm. Oh, thank you very much. And I think what I would say in response to your point about Loki and Thor is that, yeah, Thor was probably the favoured son and was raised in, 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 in a particular way. But if you think about the first Thor film where he goes off and he, you know, props with the ice jacks yeah. and all the rest of it. But then he... Mjolnir at that point in MCU doesn't have the worthiness enchantment upon it. Odin ah, has yes, that afterwards, does. and Thor is deemed unworthy, and then he's cast out. So he has to learn to be worthy on Earth by going through all the stuff. That That's goes, a really good also, point. Odin, yeah, I've, I've fucking that, shit. Yeah, yeah go ahead, sorry. I think Odin might be a, a slightly dodgy mentor. The fucker falls asleep halfway through a conversation at one point. Oh, I need me Odin sleep. See you later, bye. <laughs> you mean you've never done that? Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus, fuck. 
we were in a conversation. You've fallen asleep for a week. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. I have questions about Odin's parenting style. This is what I'll say there. But, but then, then Odin was always bit like, with, with, with the worthiness thing, he was able to wield... Mjolnir, so so Odin was worthy. He he was this this king, um, kind of uh, yeah. He, he did a lot of barking. Um, I mean, if you made a magical hammer that you had to be worthy to lift, would you not also make it that you kind of always got to lift it because you know it's your fucking hammer? I I, I would hope that I mean, if I'm would... such a um, an ass to to say that I'm going to create something where you have to be worthy to be able to lift it, that I should be able to do it. Um, I should be able to meet that criteria. I mean, if, if you look closely at the engraving on the side, it says you have to be worthy or Odin. Or Odin. <laughs> if destroyed, still true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I, I think Thor's a good shout because I, I um denied with putting Thor in there as well. So, yep, yep. Thoroughly support that one. So, my, my next pick is. It's a tricky one. I, I, I thought about this for a while uh, for a number of reasons. So first, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to include them. Um, I was like Captain... I, I thought about Captain America. Maybe I thought about Scarlet. Oh, Witch, yes. Uh-huh. She's got a very interesting part of it. But she's also got a great deal of, of uh, insecurity, and that leads to instability. And I think that's tremendously yeah. interesting. It's something that it looks like they're exploring. Wonder the which, uh, yeah, I've been watching that as well. Um this morning and uh, mm. and, and I, I, I thoroughly like it. I think it's very, very interesting. Mm. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, but I didn't include her in the end and I think it's just because I wanted to include this character more and the character is ah, He's in my own so mentions. The other problem I had, mm. So I'm not sure I'm not sure if Thanos is super-powered. So the, the logic I have, so I've included him anyway, because I think he's a tremendous character. And I think an argument can be made that he is superpowered. But Tony Stark isn't superpowered, but he wears a suit of armor that is yes. special. I mean, yes, he came up with it, but he himself is not superpowered. I'm not sure Thanos is superpowered. He's just he, got a no, magic um, look. Because... I, 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 I've never really read the comics about Thanos. Uh, um, he, he wasn't one of the, the characters that, that I used to read about because he, he wasn't. Cause I, I was a Spider-Man comic buyer, really, when I was a kid. Um, but my understanding is that Thanos comes from a planet of Titan, and he's he's kind of like a. Um, I suppose that he might even be considered a mutant uh, compared. To, he, he looked different. He was purple, and everyone else was um, uh, like like. And he had a yeah, scrotum yeah, for... ball sack chin. Uh, and I think everyone else looked pretty much as being kind of like white European humans on the planet. Um, and then he, uh... was, he was born completely different. Plus, um, uh, one of the, uh, the, the Squidward guy, uh, he says that, um, points out that Thanos is the, the only being in the entire universe who's capable of wielding two power stones at one stage. I mean, yes, he eventually wields... Um, all of them, mm. uh, and, and 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 does the snap twice. He, he uses them twice within within a month, uh, which is quite impressive. So I, I would say that he is um, he, he is clearly a, above everyone else in the universe because he's a being 
who through, I suppose, will and determination as well as physical strength is able to wield two um, power stones at any one time and that's never been done before. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Well, in which case, he's yeah. definitely <laughs> in my top yeah, five. I'd definitely put him in. I'd say that he's, he's, he's eligible. So, so in, in Endgame, mm. the man loses his shit, he's going to remake the whole universe. And, I mean, that's just real yeah. bad guy stuff. But in Infinity mm. War, he's not He's not 100% no. wrong. In, you know, there isn't, I mean, the, the, you know, I mean, if you, if you think about, you know, the densely populated areas of the earth and overpopulation and, you know, it leading to more and more waste, more than we can deal with, more than we can handle. There is a problem there that it's difficult to address without seeming like a complete maniac. <laughs> He's, he's not, I mean, his methods are extreme, yes. probably not the way to go about it, but he's, he's, he's on to something in what he's thinking about. It's a difficult problem, man, it, but a problem it, it, it needs it to is, be addressed. There's one major flaw in his, in his idea, because his, his belief is he'll wipe out half of the life in the universe so that the other half can thrive. But that's, that, that's Number one, it's not even a temporary solution because seeing as how most of life is dependent on the life of others, on the like, like look how crap mm. Earth is after half of the people or half the life, and it's not people, it's half the life disappears. Like that destroys ecosystems mm. and, and all kinds of things. Yeah, some some creatures can thrive, um, whales in the Hudson, that kind of a thing. Um, but people are absolutely distraught, and they're not necessarily because there's the same proportion of people wanting the same proportion of food, so they're still going to be fighting over what's left. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a stupid idea. It's flawed. Yeah, he, he sort of mm. did that wrong, um, but I guess it's you know. It's a bit difficult to script it, so that. It's but just, then, you know, but yeah, yeah, but but then again, his 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 um <laughs> his motivation was not uh, necessarily evil. It was a, a necessary evil, really. Of, um, yeah, mm. and that's yeah. very much. How, I mean, I think he says he sees himself. He sees it yeah. as a burden that he's doing for children. He's not doing this necessarily for himself. Um, and I think that's really illustrated. In Endgame, where he, you know, he um, he throws Gamora off the cliff in order to get the the soul. Is that Endgame? Uh, or Infinity, that's War? Infinity War. Infinity War, isn't it? Yeah, yeah where he throws mm-hmm. Gamora off the cliff to get the final stone. You know, he's he's willing to suffer to to achieve his aims, um, and it, you know, he's he's not doing it for a laugh. He's not doing it for fun. He's not doing it even necessarily because he's a and uh, 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 sort of a tackling evil bad guy, although he does turn into that. He does, yeah. A bit. But he, he, he's, he believes this to be the only solution to a, a massive problem. And I don't think it is the right mm. solution, but it certainly is a problem. And that he's not wrong there. He's not wrong. So that's why I've put him in, because, because he is uh, uh, just one of the most interesting bad guys in in superhero or, or sort of superpowered mm. film, um, yeah, there's there's, there's more than one dimension to him, I think, um, and I think that's a brilliant choice. Mm. Yep. 
Okay, next. Paul Atreides. Oh, right out loud. Why didn't I think of Paul Atreides? Oh, <laughs> no. What a, I've wasted a week. I've wasted it thinking of this. <laughs> that, that, Aslan. Just off the list. Aslan. I thought, if it makes you feel better, I thought of mine this afternoon in about 15 oh, minutes. Oh, that's a, such a good, such a good choice. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm glad you think so. So he's definitely oh, super powered. Yeah, he's got the, the power. Right, exactly. You know, he's, he's got all kinds of astonishing abilities in terms of fighting and combat, being able to see the future. Um, being able to do all, being able to control people with the power of his great voice. hair, uh, great, great hair. hair. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm so looking <laughs> forward to the June yes. film that's coming out. Um, but he's, I mean, especially when you read the books, and and it doesn't. I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the David Lynch June, but it, it, he is he's very reluctant to take on the mantle that he knows is yeah. waiting for him in the book, certainly. And I think that's a, a really interesting part of the character. You know, he's got these astonishing powers. He can do these amazing things, but he doesn't really want to. He sort of, he knows that he has to, and he sees them as a means to, to, to fix problems that he's got or to, to, to right wrongs that he knows exist and to, to move humanity forward in some ways. But, he knows they come at a great cost, not necessarily to him personally, but to, to, to lots of other people. And and he has a real, a real uh, reluctance to, to step up and to, to do yeah. these things, even though he kind of knows he has. I think that's. A, I mean, when you read the book, it that that struggle he has really comes across very strongly. It makes him a, a tremendously compelling character. I'm looking forward to seeing that in in the new film, and I, I'm hopeful that they will. Would do a good job of portraying that that nature. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that they kind of like focusing on all the the best parts of the the David Lynch film and and really bring that out because I mean they're going to be able to do it in twice the amount of time because it's two is it two films that they're doing it in, which yeah. which is just desperately mm. needed because the the story is that complex and cramming it into one film was it was mm. a risky thing in the first place, but. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen the, the, the TV series that they made? It was on the Sci-Fi Channel. The one with with Mac- McAvoy was in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's available on Amazon Prime now, oh, so I'm yeah. going to have to watch it. But it, it's got, I think it's got reasonable reviews, right? I think it's like, they didn't have any yeah. money for special effects, but it's not a bad yeah, so show. They, uh, I think it was kind of like the, the, the Jaws um, kind of, aspect of it of we, we don't have money for special effects so let's let's concentrate on the um on the characters and there's, there's a lot more of that the guy who's playing paul atreides sadly isn't isn't that good um nowhere near uh, as good as um uh craig carl, carl mclaughlin not craig mclaughlin he was in he was in neighbors uh carl mclaughlin yeah. <laughs> neighbors, yeah. and, and to a lesser extent bugs on bbc which was a big hit in the, in the mid- oh, I used to love bugs. I used what's to your love pedigree bugs. champ uh yeah, yeah uh, if... he was always my favorite character because we got oh, the same right, name there you are, yeah yeah um uh, uh henry ramsey in neighbors <laughs> anyway yes yeah, uh, mm. I, I i digress 
But uh, yeah, the, the the TV series clearly had its many flaws, but it examined the characters over a over a longer period of time, and you actually got to know it. And then there was a lot more of the politics and the history comes through, and 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 and, and uh, yeah, I, I really I've got an awful lot of faith in Villeneuve. I think he's going to be doing wonders with this with this next film. I'm, I've not been this excited about a film coming out in such a long time. Oh my yeah. God! So yeah, absolutely, really excited. Yeah. There's so much. It's it's such a complex, dense um, book, and uh, as a literary character, there's there's a lot to mm. work with there. And Villeneuve is astonishingly talented, and I, and, and you know the the world he, he built upon an already established world in Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Fantastic. I mean, I did a few little touches and changes, and sort of the. the I can't remember the, the guy's name now, but the guy who replaced the Pharrell Corporation. Oh, right, yes. Mm. Um, you know, the, the way the way Gerard Leto yeah. played him was fantastic, but the character was just great. He was, the, he was yeah. terrifying, really. <laughs> A lot of work. It was just utterly terrifying, and I thought that was, that was good. So Paul Atreides is in my top five. I think he's a brilliant character. I think the characters are great in Duke. I'm looking forward to the new mm. June film. My, my concern was that he's probably, to date, a better literary character than film and television character, but I fucking put him anyway, so I think it's tremendous. Excellent choice. Okay, so yep. my final choice, and the, the reason why I picked this particular category and phrased it the way I, I phrased it... I knew you didn't it. just come up with it. I knew there was something, you lying, sneaking shit. I knew there was something that was motivating you to word it in that way. Sorry, I'm tired. It's so, been a long way. Have you, that's right. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel. So my, my final pick is The Homelander. From the oh, boys. my God. Superb. Absolutely superb choice. Oh, man. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's some. Yes. I never even thought of the boys. Um, oh, absolutely excellent choice. I mean, what a terrifying fucking yes. bastard! Um, Jesus, just the most rotten, horrible, terrifying, quite funny um, characters, mm. <laughs> and, and with all the weird milk fetishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I love I love the boys. It's it's got it's got its problems. Uh, it's it's a bit OTT for the sake of being OTT yes. sometimes, but it's a really it good, good show. show. And the Homelander is just an amazing character. <laughs> but, uh, and he's he's just fucking like, in every scene. You cannot take no. your eyes off him because uh, there's a. In the start of the second series, there's that bit where he's being very nice to the um, to the replacement for the lady he was was uh, having mm. an affair with, um, yes. Ashley, and she introduces him to this new blind superhero, and he's like he's being really friendly and he's being really, and then he fucks up the guy's ears, and the guy's just lying on the floor in a pool of blood, and he continues, calm as you like, explain why this guy's not in the side. <sighs> he gets confused. I mean, all he could say is, what was if I shout really loudly or if I hit him in the ears? But he actually does that to him to prove his point and deafens a blind guy mm. whose superpower is yeah. like the ability to hear everything. 
It's just astonishing. Yes. He is. And, and you know, he's, he appears to be totally unlovable. Yes. Um, like, unlike Superman, there's, there's no kryptonite element there. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's got all of, all of that super, Superman superpowers, but without the decency um, and without any weaknesses. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to find out how on earth they're going to stop him because they're going to have mm. to stop him. But I just don't know how they're going to do it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a really well-written psycho. Um, yeah. And Anthony Starr's portrayal of him is, is just tremendous. I mean, if you think about it, again, in the second series, that scene where he turns up to talk to the crowd who are being riled up by that AOC mm. surrogate. And he has, sort of, he has that kind of daydream that just, yeah, just mows them down but in seconds, just wipes out yeah, hundreds yeah. of people. But he has a look on his face that's sort of, it's like, oh, I can't believe you made me do this. <laughs> There's a bit of regret. There's a bit of, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And it, but just the range of emotion that plays across his face is just mm. astonishing. And Anthony Starr, I think he has won some awards now for that portrayal. And they're totally yeah. deserved because fantastic. It's, it's, it's one of the most compelling characters I've yes. ever seen. And one of certainly probably the most compelling superpower character I've ever seen. Of all the people we've talked about, they're all great, but you can't take your eyes off the home. Yeah, um, in, in in the show, there's just um, yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You you can't you can't take your eyes off him. <laughs> no, that, that, that that's a Fantastic. very very good choice. Um, oh man, mine are really shit. <laughs> I don't know if you came up with any other honourable mentions because I know you, you, you've talked about a few there now I, I, I did have Spider-Man on my list um, I thought he was, he was brilliant I did have Thor on my list as well um, but my honourable mentions I went for Goku from Dragon Ball um, yeah oh, because I mean he eventually reached he, he earns God status the universe grants him the status of being the Saiyan God because he's just that good and, 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 and he, he kind of like works his way up to, to being that good to, to be able to, to destroy any evil that kind of threatens the universe. And I thought he was a good shout. I had, I had Thanos in my list. Um, I had uh, Venom. I thought... Uh, oh, sorry, go on. Just to, just to go back to... Um... Just to go back to Goku, I think the thing that probably knocks him off is at one point he is convinced that his son will be more powerful than him, so he trains him up and then willingly sacrifices himself so his son can finish the fight. And his son's like, uh, what? And then get completely annihilated. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, really not, not necessarily the... So then, then Goku has to uh... bring himself back to life so he can deal with the problem <laughs> that he's probably still His son killed. Yeah, okay, um... Uh, yeah. Let's let's keep him on the honourable mentions. Um, I went for Venom. I thought, especially. Um... Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. One that, one that Rafferty and I talked about. I mean, is uh, you know, again we talked we talked about your your Superman argument. Is Venom different enough from the other symbiotes that he is superpowered, or is he just a symbiote with symbiote powers? And well, not because the symbiote became more powerful when he initially bonded with Spider Man. 
and then took on the spider powers that Peter had, and then like um, made them more, uh, more even more powerful. So when the symbiote then went to form a relationship with Eddie Brock, it took Spider-Man's enhanced spider ability, so Venom can wall crawl and then produce his own um, webs. So, so and, and cancel, that yeah, this and cancel then cancels out spider sense as well. So the the symbiote um, took or like duplicated the spider the, the spider strength and so on. So um, that symbiote is super powered compared to other symbiotes. That's, that's, that's my understanding. I, well, I, I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm happy, happy to happy mm. to go with that. So, so did you discount him from your top five because the, the only Venom film is the Tom Hardy one, which, whilst enjoyable, is yes, is it is mental. Um, the, the character of Venom in that, I like the way that they did it, but it's it's not the best portrayal. I mean, it's considerably better than the Topher Grace job in Spider-Man Three. Mm, I'll go uh, about that. Yeah, and and it took me it took me a while to realise that that the voice of Venom is just Tom Hardy's voice through a, through a various it, it, in a joke. It. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely Tom Hardy talking. It just done some shit to his voice, but he's got the same sort of cadence and the way he pronounces certain words is exactly the same. Yes, I think I was like. I didn't even figure that out. I figured it was somebody else, and then um, it was on. Uh, I saw a, a review of it on New Rockstars uh, on um, YouTube, and, and they said that it's his voice. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't even twig. Um, I, I just figured it was it was somebody else. Uh, so I, I had Venom on there. I had Thanos. Um, I, I've added uh, Lobo from Superman. There's a a fantastically fun character. Don't think we're nowhere near top five stairs, but um, like like very very interesting. So obnoxious that um, can't get in. uh, So evil can't get into heaven, but so obnoxious that can't get into hell. So he's just immortal, (laughs) which I think is quite fun. Um, That is quite fun. I had Dracula in there. Now, obviously, there's been tons of films and TV programs with Dracula in. But I was thinking more along the, the, the Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Gary Oldman performance. Um, and I thought that there's a, a fascinating character, especially when you saw like how Dracula came to, to, to be. Um, I thought that was an interesting one. Um, I also went for uh, an honourable mention, Dorian Gray from The League of Extraordinary oh, Gentlemen. That's a good one. Because, mm. I yeah, like that choice. That's I, a good I thought choice. really, really good fun. That there's a lot more to it. Um, like his, his immortality is is really good, and he's he's a he's a shit, but you really like him, um, and I, I quite like that. Um, however, I've I've crossed out Aslan off my list, and your choices on here are superb. Spider Man, yeah, I, I regret not putting him in there. Um, Paul Atreides, I just didn't even think about Paul Atreides. That is a fantastic character. Again, a Christ like character, I think. Um, but but better mm. at being it than Aslan. Um, Homeland is a great choice. <laughs> However, I've got another one here that I, I thought of just before um, we started this, and from uh, Blade Runner, Roy Batty. Interesting. Because yeah. so I thought about putting um, 
Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh right, yeah, Gosling another good choice, yeah. But I, I was, I was, I've, I've, okay, he's cool. yeah, okay, isn't I've it? been yeah. thinking about Roy Batty all afternoon. Sorry, not after, not afternoon, but like since since we started this, and I had him in the back, and I've got his name written down here because there's a character who is just desperate to to have a, a life and like mm. downtrodden and yeah, super powered because like um, like very violent tendencies, very strong, very capable, superbly intelligent, and and everything else, um, and just how he's persecuted. For, for being what he is. And I thought that was a, a fantastic mm. um character to, to to think about. Um I didn't I didn't put him in. Um I think I, I am going to although I was very, very tempted because in terms of a character, there is just one person who's purely driven by character and um and things like that. But I think I am gonna go while Homelander is a, a superb choice, I think I'm gonna put Paul Atreides um into into my top five um, and take out crappy, shitty Aslan. I blame my <laughs> wife. Um, yeah. I'll get the divorce papers written up for next week. So that this... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your top five then, just to just to finish yep. it off, your top five is Captain America, Loki, Darth Vader, Optimus Prime, and Paul yes. Atreides. Um, uh, are, are you are you going to uh, adapt yours, or are you happy with it? I mean, no, it's fucking perfect. <laughs> 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 no, you've said, you've said nothing to convince me to change any of the people that I have. Whilst I love some of your mm. choices, I'm, cha- I'm, not, I'm not changing myself. No, uh, the thing I like about this is... Um, there's just so many characters. Um, I mean, uh, oh, I, mm. I forgot to mention, I had Skeletor. I thought Skeletor, like, but oh, that's a bit, bit one-dimensional in the end. But uh, um, but I thought that was an interesting one. Um, Deadpool as well as another one. Although quite similar to Lobo, thinking about it, um, can't get into heaven because he's mm. done too much evil, and then can't get into uh, um, hell because he they annoyed everybody so much they chucked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's, that's, uh, yeah. I think that's, that, Deadpool's a great choice. He's a really interesting mm. character, um, less so in yes, films, yeah. The, the films, the films were an awful lot of fun, uh, but is, is nothing compared to the the comics. Mm. So I think that's a that's a good one. No, especially the um, Jerry Duggan Deadpool run, where he's given a lot of uh, a lot of heart and a lot of depth, which you wouldn't necessarily expect mm. from a healthy face. Weirdo who people. Oh, I forgot about um the uh, um uh, I've, I've only just started watching it, The Witcher. Oh yeah, it's a great, yeah, it's a great uh, show, isn't it? I yeah, Carol in that is superb. I think there's an awful lot to that character. I haven't played the games, I haven't read the books. I've only seen a couple of episodes of it, um, so I, it couldn't couldn't come anywhere near the top five. But th- there's a character that I, I really mm. do like. Um, and, I, and I'm looking forward to finding more of the history of the character and, and, and more of that world as well, really. But, uh, but there you go. Ah. It's a great, it's a great fun series. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think just before we go, I think there's only one uh, one character. I'm surprised neither of us All mentioned. Right. And I thought you might mention him. To be honest, I thought about him, but decided not to go with this. So I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the Doctor. I thought you would. Oh, um, I'll tell you why I haven't mentioned the Doctor. Um, I'm not a Doctor Who fan. 
Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I, I, I thought I remember you being a Doctor Who fan. So, oh, well, that's fair enough. I, I liked it when I, well, I liked it when I, I was a kid because um, Sylvester McCoy is my Doctor. Um, mm. I liked it when I was a kid, but um, I just ooh, I, there's something about it that I, I've never massively enjoyed as I've uh, as, as like when from like Christopher Reckleston to to. Um, that woman who's just awful. Um, I, I, watched, I, I, watched, I, watched I watched a little bit of an episode and she was just so friggin' annoying. So I'm not even going to... I thought I'll, I'll give it a try because it's been a while since I've seen any of them. Um, no, no, no. Just, just not a fan. I, mm. But yeah, but, 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 but the, the, char- the character, of the, character of the Doctor is a very, very good choice. But it, de- it never came into my yeah. mind because I'm not a big Doctor Who fan. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Well, yeah. so there you go. Yeah. Top five. Well, well this, this has been a good way of spending an hour and a half. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have. So um, this has been the top five podcast. These are our top fives. Uh, if you've got uh, any comments or any suggestions. You can keep it to any, yourself. That's what, like because this. I've gone through this too much now. I'm not coming back to this. So if you've got any thoughts on this, shut up. Yeah. I don't care. Do your own podcast. Man. But keep listening to this one because, well, you know, do it, it, actually, no, don't do that. That's a really bad idea. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We are professionals. Not oh, no, this, no, no. But we oh, are. oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. We haven't got any socials yet, but we'll get something sorted out. And if you do have any suggestions, then we might like to but probably for future episodes. I think Johnny is too emotionally scarred from this experience. I, I, I think I need to rethink my life. It's it's been a, it's been a really tough, <laughs> been a really tough week. It sounds. It just sounds like you've got too much time on your hands. That's what it seems. Like. Well, I, 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 I should have been, should have been doing other things, like um, <laughs> like like work, you know, earning a living, um, housework, things like that. Looking after the taking the dogs for a walk, but no. No, I, I, I just had it. <laughs> that was yeah. very good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed Yay! the week. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, um, we'll sort out another topic and we'll put together another episode soon. I'll, I'll get this one um, uh, all sorted and we'll get it up for you very soon. So I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Top 5 podcast. If you do, keep listening. There will be more. I've been Craig James. And I've been Johnny Arnold.